From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages. Welcome to the Hump Day edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And we are 13 days away from the most consequential midterm election of our lifetimes and probably, uh, I mean, I know it is for me, but it may not be for other people, but given where we are right now, whew, it's going to be really interesting to see how these next couple of weeks play out. And believe you me, there are even some folks who are kind of jumping the gun ahead of 2024, and I'll get into that a little bit. But before we get into today's fun... Uh, always, you can give us an email, give us a shout out that way to us at inblackandright at gmail.com. You can check out our website and our, especially our online store, inblackandright.net. Uh, we've got some things that we're working on really here real quick, and we're hoping to get them out uh, by next week, maybe for the holidays, uh, maybe some last minute things for the election. Uh, we're trying our best, and I do have to give an apology because I didn't do an episode yesterday, uh, primarily because it was a crazy day where I was stuck doing things that took longer than expected, and by the time I was all done, uh, it was just it was just a day that just wore me out. So I have to apologize for that first and foremost. So, but don't worry. We're still going to be chugging along, chugging along. Uh, we've got, I believe, two more of our Saturday specials uh, before Election Day. And it's going, to be a, it's going to be a trip, folks. It's going to be a serious trip. But anyway, let's get on with the fun today. Uh, last night, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, a re it's, it's a really bad day if you're a Democrat. Because the debates that took place last night, uh, the New York governor's race between Zeldin and Hochul, the Michigan governor's race between Whitmer and Tudor Dixon, which is now currently tied according uh, to, let's see, I believe it's the Real Clear Politics average. But yeah, it, it was a bad night if you're a Democrat. It was a really, really bad night. Um, Oz, Dr. Oz, and John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Ay-yi-yi-yi-yi. Now, as far as Fetterman goes, I mean, I can relate, and I'm not going to pick on him because of his stroke, because I, too, am a stroke survivor. But he's less than six months post-stroke. He is still showing obvious signs. I mean, very obvious signs. I mean, I know what to look for because, I mean, hey, like I said, I've had a stroke. I've had deficiencies. I'm still dealing with some of them today, uh, five years later. Now, it's not quite as bad, but to say that Fetterman's okay 
during, you know, after what we saw last night. I mean, I did see some of the debate, but not much of it, but just enough to know that Fetterman has got all kinds of problems, and it's really, really evident. And you don't have to be a doctor like Dr. Oz to see it, because he knows what to look for. He totally knows what to look for. So, eh, I mean, it was pretty bad there, but... Uh, a great little story in the Washington Examiner was really funny uh, <laughs> to me because I love how the writer uh, Kaylee McGee starts, uh, starts out with this. Tuesday night's debates were an unmitigated disaster for Democrats across the board. In Michigan, De Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer resorted to misrepresenting her COVID record when pressed ever so slightly on the issue of school closures. In New York, Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul floundered when confronted about her state's rising crime rates. And in Pennsylvania, Democrat, Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman, who, had a stroke, who suffered a stroke earlier this year, struggled to put together a coherent thought. I thought, yep. That's, that says a lot in just a little bit of time. Uh, and yet, and yet, oh my gosh, the, uh, let's see, yeah, the real clear politics average, which is interesting to see, uh, in Pennsylvania, Fetterman is ahead, but apparently, according to real clear politics, he's only up one a little over one percent so it's a very tight race and within the margin of error of a lot of polling oh my gosh it's in let's see the governor's races even though and i'm finding this hard to believe whitmer in michigan is up three points according to the real clear politics average uh also let's see yeah kathy Hochul is up six uh, I'm having a little trouble with that one. Uh, ay, 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 ay. So, yeah. We're, I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty amazing, some of these governor's races and Senate races as well. So, let's, and, you know, there's plenty of, and the House seats, everything. A everything's really up for grabs from U.S. Senate and U.S. House seats all the way down to school boards. And believe you me, school boards are definitely, uh, yeah, school board elections are really important. I mean, I've certainly changed my attitude towards them because I used to think, you know, school board, okay, no big deal. But now that we know what's up, oh yeah, it's a huge deal. It's a ginormous deal. And what they're doing to kids all over the country, woke school boards are getting awakened by the parents who are ticked. Best case scenario I've seen is Dearborn, Michigan. I've, I've spoken on this on more than one occasion. When you've got the Muslim parents and the Christian parents coming together and telling the school board, hey, back off, your, back off our kids. And especially the Muslims, the Muslim dads 
are stepping up and they are making their voices heard. They're making their thoughts known and it's got to be making that school board a little nervous. I mean, good grief. What are you going to do, uh, Dearborn School Board? You're going to go and cry to Merrick Garland and the FBI and you want to sick all these FBI agents on all of these Muslim families calling them terrorists? Oh, that'd go over big, like a lead brick upside your head. So yeah, we, we've got a lot going on there. But, but yet, oh my gosh. I, when I saw this story, I thought, are you freaking serious? I mean, uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton will not get off the stage. She just won't. I mean, she went to Twitter and yeah, and I'm looking at this tweet, and now an important message from Secretary Hillary Clinton from this indivisible guide. I'm like, who the heck are these ding-dongs? But here's Hillary Clinton. Oh, no, apparently the smartest woman in the world. I mean, she still will not get off the stage, and I think she will, if, if the opportunity comes about, because Biden's a mess. I mean, he's a huge train wreck. But because he's got dementia, I mean, you can cut him some slack. But Kamala Harris, she's a mess. She's a train wreck. And she doesn't have dementia. She is thoroughly unqualified. But Hillary Clinton, there we go, still will not get off the stage. And she's going around screaming that right-wing extremists have already already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Honey, uh, Hillary, honey, reality check for you, dear. Your party is about to get several anatomical parts handed to it in 13 days, provided you actually have a free and fair election. And there's a lot of folks who are going to be watching your friends like a hawk. But, once again, here's why Hillary Clinton, just, I don't know what it is with this woman. I really do not know. But she's gone severely wackadoodle. And you want to talk about, and if you don't believe me, and if you didn't catch the story, here is what she said. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that... <laughs> is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me that correctly, state legislatures the power to overturn presidential elections. Just think, if that happens, the 2024 presidential election could be decided 
not by the popular vote or even by the anachronistic electoral college, but by state legislatures, many of them Republican-controlled. But there's also good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. Indivisible has launched Crush the Coup to make sure we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. They've put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Will you support Crush the Coup by donating to... In oh, okay, 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 stop. Crush the coup. Okay. Well, make up your mind, Hillary. You called January 6th an insurrection, and now you're talking nonsense about 2024 and the fact that state... It's, you, you make it sound as if, well, state legislatures can overturn the election. It's like, wait a minute. Have you not read the Constitution, honey? Article 1, Section 4. Hey... It is state legislatures and only state legislatures that make the rules about elections and how they are conducted in their respective states. And the North Carolina case is just one case of probably a bunch of other cases where you saw state legislatures be overruled by county election officials or they were, or you got the legal um, beagles involved. It's like, hey, dudes and dudettes, it is state legislatures who made the rules, and in blue states especially, it's those it's those legislatures that were overturned. Nobody listened to them, not in Pennsylvania, not anywhere, and we've seen what happens. This is not, I repeat, this is not a drill. We know what's going on. 2,000 mules said it. They, they outlined one hell of a case as to what happened. If the state legislatures are not granted their constitutional powers to decide about elections and how they're conducted, then you might as well just say, hey, Democrats in perpetuity... I mean, they're already trying to throw 2024, and they're going to be using their left-wing mobs to do it. All this advocacy, and of course, don't think the media isn't going to throw their hat in. They are, because of the incestuous relationship between leftists and the corporate media. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. I mean, crush the coup. I'm like... What is your problem, Hillary? Oh, well, never, oh, God, never mind. I don't want to open that can of worms. But, yeah, so she wants to talk about, oh, well, these poor things, you know, they're going, I mean, it's a conspiracy. You want to talk about conspiracy theory? Oh, my gosh. You know, they want to talk, you know, the left talking about, well, if, you know, these right-wingers and their conspiracy theories, it's like, well, how about the left? You, there are wackadoodles on the left who've come up with some really wacky theories. But yet, they too have become election deniers. Especially 2016, 2017. And you have dingbats like <laughs> Stacey Abrams, who still is an election denier. 
And everybody's like, oh, well, there's, she's this great person. I'm like, um, sit, sit down. Sit down, have a Prozac, and just shut up and learn. My God, people. This is just absolutely in-freaking-sane. <laughs> in-freaking-sane to that she would do that. I really just am blown away. But now, I mean, we're, I mean, we're not even done with 2022. <laughs> we're not even done with 2022. And yet she's still screaming about 2024 and putting forth another wackadoodle theory, a conspiracy theory, because, I mean, why would she do it now? Of all times, when we haven't even gotten to the 2022 election for the midterms, hmm? why would she do it? And I have to think, does she want some sort of a hand in 2024? Hmm, I don't know. But in Dick Morris's book, uh, The Return, talking about Trump in 2024, he's actually predicting that Hillary would get involved in the 2024 race because, frankly, uh, Biden's a mess. He's, uh, he may not even make it. And Kamala Harris, the cackler, uh, is an even bigger mess. So it's going to be interesting to see, since those two really aren't helpful, what, is, what are the Democrats going to do in 2024? Hmm? That, that remains to be seen. But I'll tell you what. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'd like to see if Dick Morris was right in his prediction in his book. I, I don't know. We're, we're way too early for that, but not that early. Because I'm sure after 2022, the 2024 crowd is going to line up, uh, do their exploratory committees, and so forth, and look into a 2024 run especially the Democrats. Now, I know there are going to be some Republicans, basically the Mike Pence uh, Republicans, the establishment Republicans, who are going to try to throw somebody out there against Trump. Uh, good luck, because all Donald Trump has to do is say the magic words. I'm running for president in 2024. Boom. Game over. All the rest is just merely formality and ceremony. He will have the nomination. Just all he has to do is just say the magic words. Now, I know that's going to really make people like Mike Pence and Liz Cheney and other establishment types all kinds of ticked off. But, well, hey, you had it coming. He had it coming, especially you, Liz Cheney. I mean, I don't know what the heck the mainstream media is thinking somehow that you have this brilliant future. It's like, uh, let's remember, folks, Liz Cheney lost her primary in Wyoming back in early August by 40 freaking points. 40 points. Do I have to tell you more? Her political career is over. Now, she's going around uh, kind of like Tulsi Gabbard did in reverse 
She's going and standing up for people, uh, campaigning for them, for Democrats. And I'm thinking, hmm, since Liz hasn't officially left the Republican Party, uh, at least not yet, that's just really a formality. I mean, she is essentially a Democrat. I don't care if she's got an R by her name. I don't care that her name is Cheney. Now, the same mainstream media that went after her daddy and went after him hard during his time in the White House, uh, yeah, this is going to... And she's apparently now best buds with the media because of her position, you know, against Trump. So, I don't know what the girl's got in her mind, but she is essentially irrelevant, period. And Trump took out the Cheney dynasty, took out the Clinton dynasty, and the Bush dynasty. He took them all on, and he took them all out. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this is going to be fun like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I'm looking for it, but... I am still concerned, you know, we, we cannot rest on our laurels. Now, there have been some key analysts and pollsters that have done run a lot of numbers, and yes, it is going to be a red wave, maybe a red tsunami, but we cannot afford at this point, two, less than two weeks away, to rest on our laurels. This is now time to step it up. To borrow a football analogy, we are in the red zone. We're in the red zone. We have to score, and we are close enough to do it. So long as we do our jobs as citizens. Voting. If, if you can do absolutely positively nothing else, make sure your vote is counted. Make sure it's legal. Because I can assure you, even here in Florida, with all of the election reforms that have been made by Governor DeSantis and the legislature, there are still going to be people who are going to try. And they have been, and there's been some that's already been busted and arrested in Arizona. A Democrat woman, Democrat official, was sentenced to 30 days in jail for ballot harvesting. Ooh, I thought that didn't happen. It's like, uh-huh, yeah. Ballot harvesting apparently is, a, is illegal in the state of Arizona. I should know because I live there. So, yeah, so there's, there's that. And, of course, you know, on election, whether you're voting early, and I know there's still a lot, they're focusing on Georgia a lot in the mainstream media, about its early voting and breaking records and all of that and making, really, Stacey Abrams look like an absolute doofus. Oh, there's all this voter suppression. I said, really? How do you suppress the vote, or the early vote, when you're breaking records? You're looking silly, Stacey, even more so than normal. So, yeah. As again, I, I'm still out there. I am still encouraging folks. Make sure you vote. Uh, this week, uh, certain, the in certain counties in the state of Florida have already started with their early voting. 
and they're going on till November the 5th. But still, if whether you're doing it early or you're going to wait the day of, which I will be doing because uh, it's just a bit of a tradition for me. Go on go vote on election day. And and especially if the Democrats are trying to cheat because if they know how many votes they're going to need to steal a particular election, they are going to try their damnedest to throw something in there, to throw a monkey wrench in the works. So, as if you come out en masse all over the country on election day, overwhelm the algorithms. Overwhelm the machines. Because one way or another, if we do not get November 8th right, if we somehow, if there's enough people who say, oh, I don't need to vote, you know, and they sit on their laurels, we're going to be in a pretty dark time. I mean, very, very dark. And it's already bad enough as it is. I mean, we've got real issues, folks. We have real issues going on, and we need real leaders. We've got diesel running out in three weeks. The diesel supply is going to be done. Uh, and going dipping again into the Strategic Petroleum Reserve isn't going to help gas prices. It's not going to help uh, diesel production long term. It won't. Because if we run out of diesel, you have zero idea, folks. I mean, or you might. How dis disastrous that would be. It would mean an economic collapse. If you've got no diesel... You don't have trucks driving our nation's highways getting goods to stores. You won't have farmers doing much farming because they won't have any diesel for their trucks, for their tractors, their combines, their other equipment. So yeah, forget that. Construction. That's going to be a real fun one because you have all of these heavy machines that require diesel. Oh, yeah, that's going to really be fun for the construction industry and for transportation. Trains, the modern, modern train engines use diesel. Oh, so, yeah, you can, if you, can you, if you want to imagine it, because it would scare me absolutely, ugh, scare me spitless. Yeah, this is what, this is only part of what it's about. Do you want your kids being taught that they're either oppressors or the oppressed in public schools? Because that's CRT in a nutshell. Do you want your kids being programmed and indoctrinated if they're boys, they should be girls, and vice versa? That is what November 8th is about. All levels, from school boards to the U.S. Senate and the U.S. House. So... I just simply say this, stay focused, stay disciplined, stay encouraged. We are 13 days away from taking the country, or at least starting it back, on the right track. And that should be really good news. Now, is it going to be easy? No. And I won't lie to you, it's not going to be easy, especially when you have not only Democrats, or Democrats, as I call them, 
you're going to have to deal with the Republicans. You're going to have to deal with the Uniparty because their presence is still there on Capitol Hill and they still have an agenda and they will ruthlessly, and I do mean ruthlessly, do whatever they have to to implement it. And if that means they're going to have to steamroll over the American people, they will do it in a heartbeat. This is why, another reason why, I should say, that November 8th is important. So keep that in mind, folks. Just stay with it. Stay with it. We're almost at the goal line. And with that, my friends, I'm just going to say thank you for listening. You can find our audio podcast uh, on all podcast platforms. We're on all of them, big, small, and in between. You can also find us on social media. Just go to our website in blackandright.net and go to our media connection page. You'll find us on Getter. You'll find us on Truth Social, Rumble, True Patriot Network, and others, uh, other free speech platforms. Uh, in, well, well, I wouldn't call Instagram a free speech platform, but we're on Instagram too. So for now, my friends, you take care of yourselves. I will be back tomorrow. And always, just remember that patriots come in all colors. God bless.